Welcome to the Nation's Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Let's go to Psalm 103. Who's ready for the Word of God? It's going to be short, but it's going to be punchy, and it's going to be life-changing. It says this, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. How many of you are so grateful for that? Four of you, come on. You guys want to be punished as you deserve? Come on, who's grateful? For His unfailing love toward those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Can we give God a big shout of praise for the incredible psalm that tells us about the nature of God. Um, I had my first year, of, I, I was first year of university in 1993, so you can do the math, you can tell how old I am. But I was fresh out of high school and I did um, start my first year in the Bachelor of Commerce at UWA. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing in the first year of university. How many of you know that's a massive transition, right? From, from having really structured study in year 12 and uh, all of those sorts of things. You know, it was accountable. It was a no-nonsense environment. Uh, we had teachers telling us which classes to go to, teaching us what to study, telling us what to study. I went from that whole kind of structured study to suddenly first year uni where it's completely unstructured, where no one checked up on you. No one really cared how you studied, who you studied with, when you studied. They just cared about the results that you gave at the end of your assessment or your exams. And so, you know, obviously that also coincided with a time where I got my car license. And so, you know, for those of you that are raising young adults, when you've got your car license combined with all that freedom, it's never a conducive environment for high performance study. And uh, by the time I got to my, so I was barely getting by in my first year of university. I, in fact, finished my, uh, my university degree, I call it with a Mexican degree. Have you heard of a Mexican degree? It's C, 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 C plus C. So I didn't do very well in university. And by the time I got to my second year, I had started to fail a couple of units. Now, you got to understand, um, failure is not accepted in my home. <laughs> to start off with, I am Asian, not Bijan, okay? And by the time I got to my second year of university, I started to fail my core units. One particular core unit was financial accounting. I failed that in my second year because all that I wanted to do at the time when I was 19 years old was to be an Asian pop star. I did not want to do accounting. That was my dream. And being Asian, I obviously endeavoured or had some kind of aspiration through my parents to do medicine. I did not get into medicine. So it made sense that I got into accounting. And when you fail accounting, you don't just fail at accounting, you fail at being Asian. <laughs> that was where I was at. And the end of the second year university, I wasn't doing very well emotionally because, you know, failure was not accepted. And I, what, what am I going to do with my life? Um, so I actually went to see some of the, the course lecturers and, and the course coordinators and I, and I said to them, look, you know, this is my predicament, right? I can't progress to third year commerce because I failed a couple of these units and what should I do and 
this was not their first rodeo. They, they looked at me. And this one particular lady, she had great empathy for me because she, she, I wasn't the first student to come to her fairly desperate in, in situation of having failed a, a university course. She smiles at me and says this, Ken, the great thing about uni is that you always get a second chance. That you always get a second chance. What has this got to do with Psalm 103? I want to speak to you today on the thought, the God of the second chances. If you've ever been in a season in your life before where you feel like you've made mistakes or you feel like you failed or you feel like you haven't lived up to some kind of expectation or you feel like you've fallen short in any way, shape or form, you need to know that the Bible tells us that He is a God of the second chances. There might be some of you here today that maybe you don't believe in God. And I think maybe you don't believe in God because maybe you've been told a wrong version of who God is. I want to say this to you today. You haven't got a distant deity that is waiting for you to stumble and fall to punish you. The Bible tells us that you've got a loving God who is a God of the second chances. See, we live in an age where it's, it's full of extremes. Isn't it? The world, how many of you know the world is pretty messed up right now? People are completely confused. They, we go from one extreme in the world of, of this mindset of like, there's no absolute truth. There's no such thing as right and wrong. You do you. You do whatever you want. Right through to the other extreme that if you make one mistake, we cancel you. We disqualify you. We tell you that you're absolutely, you're, 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 you're done for. The world is in a messed up place at the moment because I think that, I don't know if you ever thought about it this way, but the world is messed up because people are messed up. How many of you know the world is full of people? And the world will be a wonderful place if not for people. But the world is messed up because people are messed up. And the Bible actually calls the cause of that brokenness, the cause of that dysfunction as sin. See, we're all born into brokenness. We're all born into this, this world that, that, that is, is full of chaos. How many of you have ever thought of the fact that none of us are born laughing, we're all born crying? No one needs to teach our children to be naughty. In fact, we've got to teach them to be good, to have values, to be kind to people. Come on, making sense to you guys. We're born with this inherent issue called the human condition. And in the human condition brings about a world of chaos. And out of that, God brings order into our chaos by giving us Jesus. Our sin needed to be dealt with, but God loves us so much that instead of punishing our sin, He punishes Jesus and invites us every day to take up the second chance of hope, of love, grace, and mercy through Jesus Christ. Jesus is humanity's second chance. Come on, somebody say amen. He's our second chance at hope. He's our second chance at joy. He's our second chance at peace. He's our second chance at comfort, at restoration, at freedom, at healing. He is our second chance. But I also want to say to you today that simply to say that He is our second chance is probably even a little limited in our understanding because I believe that His grace, His mercy, His forgiveness is perpetual. So He doesn't just give us second chances. He gives us perpetual second chances. Come on. Lamentations 3 verse 24 says this, Through the Lord's mercies, we're not consumed because His compassions fail not. Thank God for that. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
And this text applies to you today. If you don't believe in Jesus, I want to say this to you today. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, God is going to give you a chance to receive His grace, His love, and His mercy. And should you allow that window of time to pass you by and not receive His grace, His love, and His mercy, the next morning when you wake up, there's going to be a fresh dose of opportunity, of mercy to say, come on, here's another chance for you to receive my love, my grace, my mercy. And that perpetual second chance Love, grace, and mercy is what the, the Bible, the gospel is based on. I don't know if you've ever thought about it this way. That is why it's called the good news. Come on, somebody shout amen. For every person that's here, that maybe you believe in Jesus and you have taken up that second chance to receive love, grace, and mercy. But as you walk with Jesus, as we all know, none of us are perfect. Maybe you've made mistakes like I have. We all make mistakes. We all fall short in different seasons of our lives. You need to understand that as Christians, if we repent, He continues to give us that second chance. You were not written off. You were not cut off. You are not cancelled. You're not disqualified. You're not destroyed because of your mistakes. Christians, hear me. Don't, let it, don't ever let anyone tell you that God has stopped loving you because of your mistakes. Don't ever let anyone tell you that God has stopped accepting you because of your past. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you are no longer loved by Him because what you've done is too bad, too horrible, too wrong for Him to love you. His second chance, the second chance God still applies to you as a believer. Come on, somebody say amen. His mercies are new every morning, not just for those who don't believe in God, but for those of us who continue to believe in Him. In the world, one mistake could mean your disqualification for life. But in the kingdom of God, His mercies are new every morning. He is the God of the second chance. But here is the best news of all. When He gives you a second chance, it's as if He never remembers you failed your first chance. He does not, the Bible says he, he removes our transgressions. He removes our mistakes. He removes our failures as, as far as east is from the west. Another part of the Bible says he, he, he plunges it into the sea of forgetfulness. Remember all the mistakes you made? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't bring it up. Thank God he doesn't bring it up. And today... You can be assured, you don't just worship a Savior, but you worship a Savior who continues to pour out love, grace, and mercy after you accept it. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Let's never reduce the power of the cross to be this thing that has a rationed amount of grace, a rationed amount of mercy, a rationed amount of forgiveness. The Bible tells us that the Savior that we worship, the Savior that we receive, gives us a radical amount of love. Come on, a radical amount of grace and a radical amount of mercy. And here is how good the gospel is. Even if you think that your life is littered with failures, littered with mistakes, you have a God that doesn't just give you a second chance. He will turn those failures into your testimonies so that whatever the devil meant for evil, God will turn for good. Someone say amen. And so today for everyone that's getting water baptized, today is your public declaration that you are stepping into a life of perpetual second chances. 
You're stepping into a life where you are raised up into new life. And there are, it's, it's not a guarantee that you're not going to make any mistakes. It's not a guarantee that you're suddenly going to live a perfect life because none of us can actually live up to that standard while we're here on the earth. But while we're here on the earth, we've got the grace of God that is found through Jesus Christ. And by making this public declaration of your faith, you're saying, Jesus, I'm not perfect, but as I believe in you, my perfection is found in you. Thanks for listening to the Nations Church podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com. Thank you.